My name is Grant Evan, sports fan and deep dive extraordinaire. I am here to use my sports knowledge and research skills to finally settle the greatest what-ifs in sport history with evidence, math, and tons of simulations. This is Alternate Jersey. Welcome back to Alternate Jersey. For today's episode, I wanted to bring in some outside help to talk about the 2016 election. So here to help me do that is comedian and future president Thomas W. Lewis. More than happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Grant. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to have you because there are so many people out there who know a shit ton about politics. You definitely one of them. I've almost described you as like psychotically aware so I'm glad yeah. that we could recruit you for this. I'm a fucking I it I don't even understand why I like politics so much because like I mean I grew up as like a you know as like a normal white kid with literally zero <laughs> issue. Like no politics ever affect me anyway ever in any way shape or not one of my rights has ever been challenged or touched. <laughs> never never once in the history of American politics has anything not gone my way and i still think they're all fucking idiots so i don't know <laughs> see that's the benefit you have you you nothing hurts you so you can understand how everything hurts everyone else yeah i can like look at things and just be like that sucks for them but <laughs> <laughs> but i'm good i can vote yeah. for whoever i want all the yeah. time uh we're discussing the 2016 general election and what the fuck is going to happen to it without Donald Trump in the race? Uh, to catch you up, basically, it's 2016. Donald Trump is two years deep into being the owner slash Jerry Jones of the Buffalo Bills. He's fucking that up any way he sees fit, which means he's not running for president. He's too busy doing his dream job. So I guess we'll just answer the first question off the bat. Who are the Republicans going to nominate if Trump isn't there to fuck the party forever uh i think it's the same thing i don't think anyone new pops up just because trump's not there um but I, I think it's the same guys like i don't think like huckabee or someone actually becomes relevant um but like cruz rubio Kasich, carson jeb bush and maybe rand paul gets a little more go because he's just fucking weirdo um but like that's if those are def that's definitely the the group there without trump is trump tweeting about it still does he still care about politics oh i mean i have a hard time assuming he's not you know i mean he was tweeting about it before he even decided to run for president again like he has thoughts and feelings about obama and where he's born True. So, well, I don't think any of those are thoughts. That's just incoherent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. That's the most at where Trump's brain goes is the most abstract concept of time and space to me. But, uh, well, that's good because we might still get the, you know, the nicknames, which was the best part of Trump running in 2016. Anyway, it was all the fucking. Oh, God, nicknames. I hadn't even I haven't thought about the nicknames. I can only imagine the nicknames he's going to give to other coaches. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Trump's just gonna talk so much shit, no matter where he is. He's always done it, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited, but yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not a hundred percent on who they nominate. Uh, but if if I had to guess, like we've briefly discussed it, like if I I would say it's not Cruz, even though he was second, he drafted off Trump way more than yeah. people remember in 2016. Like he, everyone hates Ted Cruz. There's like so many quotes on Ted Cruz. Like his when Ted Cruz uh, went to college, he his roommate was like, we fucking hated him so much that. <laughs> Had I known he was going to be like maybe running for president one day, I would have killed him to save everyone else from Ted Cruz. He's like, I would just be getting out of jail right now. And that's just how much like people fucking hated Ted Cruz. That's amazing. But he he drafted a lot. So I actually think it comes down to like Rubio, Kasich or Bush. Bush had, um, well, I mean, was the heavy favorite going into the whole cycle. Before um, Trump announced, Bush was the guy. <laughs> like, Bush yeah. is just, he's like, and we just touched about this briefly on, like, I guess, whatever we call it, a pre-call or whatever. But mm-hmm. Bush Bush was way too nice to ever stand a chance in this setup. Right. I we we were talking a little bit about it beforehand, but Jeb just had that very meek personality where he was like not confrontational. He would like defend his opponents if like a person in the audience was was saying mean things about them. He was just too nice. Yeah, he was like a sweetheart. Like, and I know that's weird to say about a grown man and Republican, but um, <laughs> he's just. I don't know. Like, I feel like if the, in a world where Trump doesn't exist as a politician and there's like all this civility and stuff still, I think honestly, Jeb Bush, who was the favorite beforehand, like before any of that happened, stays up because you got to remember Donald Trump, the way it ended up going and people forget this. And I actually just finished. Uh, I'm actually in the process of finishing, but I just finished the 2016 election part of the circus which is like Showtime mm. did a whole documentary on it. I don't know if you saw it or anything like that, but you have my Showtime login. Use it. Watch it. It's great. It's <laughs> great. You got it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But people forget that like Trump was like this crazy force that no one can really explain. Cruz kind of drafted off the he's not a real conservative type person. Rubio only picked up some steam. And I liked Rubio, but Rubio only picked up steam because he was the one combating Trump. Like, he, he he went to blows with Trump. Like, he went at Trump, like, over and over again. And people kind of liked that. He had a fight in him. And then Kasich was, like, the real Republicans. Hail Mary, please don't elect Trump. And we all fucking hate Ted Cruz. So, like, <laughs> all those people really only even existed as, like, a top four. Because Trump existed without him. I think Jeb Bush just goes on and, you know, holds on to the nomination the whole way through. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm looking at the the primary map here. Did, did Jeb win any primaries or did he drop out before it even mattered? I think he got literally two delegates, I believe it was. But he was out before it started mattering. The fact that yeah. he got any was like nuts. But Bush just and- had so much go wrong against him because of trump just beating him down like bush brought his mom onto the campaign trail which is like weird which is just a weird move anyway but he was like desperate at some point and uh 
I remember him asking, he was like, well, I'm my mom's favorite. And she was like, I wouldn't say that. And I'm just like, the guy's literally <laughs> running for president. And his own mom won't even be like, yeah, he's my favorite. So then they wasn't started asking. Like, wasn't there like a thing where Barbara was saying, like, I'm not going to vote for Jeff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't know who she was going to vote for. That was like a whole thing. And then, so then they asked George Bush to come out. And they were like, you have to please help, uh, please help Jeb. And then he would be like, oh, I love my not so little, little brother Jeb. And Jeb would be like, yeah, George is okay. And then like, that was the whole thing. Like, he never did speeches. He would just be like, here's my little brother Jeb. See you later. And that was like, it was, I don't even know. It was for them to be such a political dynasty. And they really are even without Jeb winning. I mean, to have a father-son presidency is crazy, and then the other son's a governor. Um, first off, we never should have trusted any of these people because they traded no. Alex Rodriguez away, which is <laughs> right off the bat. Like, if you cannot manage the Texas Rangers, I do not know how you think you can handle the entire fucking country. But um, I, I think if I had to place my bet, like Trump's, because Trump's off, you know, making fun of fucking whoever, whoever it is now in the draft. He's calling, he's calling Jared Goff tiny hands every time he throws a pick. He's like <laughs> switching GMs every day. But uh, without a world without Trump, I think Jeb Bush actually holds on to the nomination. No, I think that's the right answer. I think what you're saying is correct. We really underestimate how much influence Trump had on the party i mean like it's hard to underestimate that but him coming into the primary so bombastic and him saying just like asinine shit and the media was just like all over that because they're like oh wow look at the reality star saying the stupid racist thing about mexicans and then people on their couches saw that happen and they're like hey yeah <laughs> you know yeah like you you give the monkey a microphone and people will listen to the monkey so then everyone else starts copying his style Especially Cruz, who was like, I was already here. Where were you all? <laughs> so, yeah, like, I love how Cruz's platform was, I was racist way before Trump got here, guys. So, And because at the end of the day, Donald Trump is more likable than Ted Cruz. And that's just how unlikable Ted Cruz was as a person. Which is absurd. And I mean, we really can't understate how much like name recognition mattered. Because you have Trump, oh, yeah. who's already, for whatever reason, a beloved figure... And, you know, Republicans still love the Bush family. You know, they were really I, – I, you probably saw these on Facebook all the time when Obama was president. And every time he would do something, like, kind of unpresidential, yeah. that stupid meme with George Bush waving his hand, like, miss me yet? You know, like, fucking they, – they still are all about the Bushes. They're winners. So, like, why Jeb Bush has the name recognition. He doesn't have the world's – loudest angriest man there to beat him up the whole time like why wouldn't he carry that um, momentum fun i mean maybe he doesn't hand out those turtles i don't know <laughs> i know okay if we're gonna do this the weirdest thing of jeb bush's entire history was carrying a pocket full of toy <laughs> turtles around for like a fucking year like an absolute <laughs> pedophile there's like no excuse for this that kid apparently like a kid at a restaurant goes up to him says hi and jeb bush like doesn't speak a fucking word and hands him a turtle and is like and is like slow and steady wins the race and this kid's probably like yo you're just tall as fuck i thought you were like 
I don't know. I thought you were Phil Jackson. I don't know what's <laughs> happening here, but like, why are you? And then they, and then the TV interview goes to the kid, and he's just got this turtle in their hand. They're like, "What Jeb Bush give you?" And the kid's like, uh, "Jeb Bush gave me a turtle." <laughs> then, so then they go to Jeb Bush, and they're like, "Did you give that kid a turtle?" And Jeb Bush, who's like astounded, he's like, "Why would that be weird?" Looking at the camera lady, <laughs> did you not? He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, he's like, yeah, I always carry a handful of to- toy turtles in my pocket as like a motivational thing. And the lady interviewing him was like, all right, cool. And he's like, yeah, slow and steady. It just wins the race. And I, I just remember being like, what? And between that and like some company gives him the hoodie and he like throws it over his head and he's like chilling. The please clap thing. Jeb was just, oh, he couldn't get out of his own fucking way. He was so nice. In a weird kind of way, Jeb Bush in 2016 was what Joe Biden was in 2020. And we were just like, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we were just like, okay, we can't let Trump win again. Like, people, for, there's like a video of Joe Biden. Like, and I'm not like a anti-Joe Biden. Like, I'm not one of the, I think yeah. I can't judge any president until he starts doing his job because- there's presidents that straight up did like nothing and handed everything off to other people. So uh-huh. if that's what Joe Biden does, fucking good for him. He'll be a great president. But um, he's talking about like kids touching his hairy legs when he was a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? And I'm watching this and I'm just like, oh, my God, what is Joe Biden fucking doing? He was like, not there's... on this planet <laughs> and neither was Jeb. Yeah. They, that's it's the same thing though they have like do i truly believe like joe biden is a good person yes yeah i think if joe biden saw someone struggling to carry something he would offer to help you know like if someone falls he would go check on them like you know what i mean Absolutely. like I, I genuinely think he's a nice person so if if joe biden can bumble his way through a nomination i think jeb bush sans trump can do the same if, if joe biden can overcome the one of the greatest socialist progressive waves we've ever seen and still yeah. steal the nomination, then surely Jeb Bush can beat a bunch of weirdo populists like Ted Cruz. So so we we were talking about this a little bit, but uh, we assume there, there's nothing standing in Hillary's way apart from maybe the outside chance that if the Republicans are going to go dynasty mode, then maybe the Democrats pull what the GOP actually did and throw their weight behind their populist, which would be Bernie Sanders. But given how little momentum he actually had against the Clintons, I don't know if it's feasible. Yeah, I don't look. I mean, obviously I like Bernie just cause I like weirdos, but um, <laughs> I, I think, I think Hillary still gets that nomination. Like I'd love to say, bernie wins but like how many of those were super delegates like i think i think clinton had like 600 super delegates yeah it was right off the bat absurd yeah so it didn't even make like a fucking difference like the pledge delegates was 400 difference between the two i think it was a little less than a 400 difference between the two but clinton clinton just had every super delegate and i honestly think that 2016 campaign bernie ran a near perfect campaign so I, I don't think the Democrats would ditch Clinton versus Bernie. Because honestly, and you made this joke before, so, so sorry to steal it for the now recorded <laughs> portion of the podcast. <laughs> That's fine. But, Thanks for the credit. But, but, but they wouldn't even care if Jeb Bush won because that's basically what Hillary is anyway. Yeah. Like, 
there's no there's no difference to them whether Hillary or Jeb Bush is president. They just really fucking hated Trump, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I think Hillary still gets the nomination there, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the map again, like you know, Hillary won every fucking state that matters. Like it looks like Bernie won almost half the country, but like it's the half that no one lives in. So you know, you have yeah, like it's the half that doesn't matter, right? You've got, like, your Maines, your West Virginias, your Utahs, like, whatever. It's Hillary, if Hillary just won California, Texas, New York, Ohio, Florida, which she did, game over. You know, like, whatever. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, the only outlying thing here that I could see, because we both agree it'd be Hillary, right? Yeah, I'm, that's where I'm going. All right. So the only outlying thing, and I just want to bring it up before we progress to the what happens now part. Mm-hmm is do we think Mitt Romney steps in? Because I think in 2016, he could have moonwalked into the Oval Office at any <laughs> point and just didn't. But do we think he? Do we think Mitt jumps in at some point? Or because he didn't at in 2016, he was just never doing it. According to his, his, his wiki, uh, they would ask him if he was going to run again in 2016 since there was no clear winner. And uh, his response was, quote, Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, then, yeah. So, I, so I'm going to say that's a I'm no. I'm going to go ahead and say that's a no, actually. Uh, that answers my question. Yeah. So I pulled up there, um, you know, because Real Clear Politics does this all the time, where they, like, size up all the different, like, expectations and things from different polling sites. And if it was Clinton versus Bush, like, Hillary has, on average, across the spread, a 1.8 over Jeb Bush, which is significantly less yeah. than what they expected her to beat Trump by. Yeah. Honestly, I think Jeb would have a chance against Hillary because they're both nice and they like each other. Well, Hillary liked Trump, too. Like, they were friends. Like, I don't care. They tried to play it down at the end, and obviously Trump's, like, a piece of shit. But, like, they were actually friends. Right. They were going to each other's, like, birthday parties and whatnot. Like... I, I think yeah. I mean, Trump was a Democrat at one point. They're both big New York fucking millionaires. Yeah, so why not? and donated too. Like he donated to her yeah. and shit like that. So I, I, yeah. I mean, I honestly, if I had to guess, I'd say that. I mean, I think it goes in shifts more often than people think. Like it's eight years of Republicans, eight years of Democrats. Like I, I think the Republicans yeah. would be getting pissed off at this point again anyway. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Trump just got everything went wrong for Hillary in 2016 that could go wrong. But yeah. I honestly think the Comey report still comes out. Um, and I think Bush is at least savvy enough as a politician to lean on that still. I think the emails, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then Clinton gets on like the fucking attorney general's plane and shit like Bill. And it's a mess. So I, I would say Bush wins, if I had to guess. If we're taking each taking our own side to make a quick pitch, I'll say Bush wins just on the back of Republicans had a huge showing. They might not have won the popular vote um, that year, but i got to remember a lot of people hated Trump. And he uses the term silent majority, which is absolutely bullshit because those people never shut the fuck up. Uh, like, I've <laughs> never once heard someone quietly support Trump. 
But um, yeah, but I kind of get what he's saying with it because there's those people because like polls can only track so many people, right? Polls are also like, just you're, outdated. You're, you're, I did you know they straight up are just calling people on the phone? Like I would never answer a phone call and someone's like, "Hey, I'm calling to find out about your political beliefs." Fuck you. Like goodbye. Like absolutely not. And like it's like the surveys that they post on yeah. like news websites that are already partisan. So it's like CNN predicts that Hillary will win by yeah. by seven points, and it's like, well, Fox said Bush wins by one. It's like, yeah, gee, I wonder why. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so I I don't know. The, the polls are obviously we need to change them in some shape or way. But if they think it's that, what did what did Hillary have over Trump? I, does Real Clear say like so, at yeah, least the most it, recent one? The spread at one point. Uh, she was averaging about 3.2 over Trump was, was what it was in the end. Okay. So we I think we can assume Jeb Bush can under, you know, he can come yeah, out I mean, of just a, from a Yeah, I mean, just from a math perspective, if the, if the largest lead she – well, not the largest lead, but if the, the most recent lead she had over Jeb was less than two and, and Trump beat her when she had more than three, I think it's a fair assumption. Yeah, and um, you know, Biden had a huge gap in the uh, in the polls versus Trump, and I mean, it wasn't a landslide like we joke because Trump's a moron. Like that was a pretty close election too. Yeah, I think the Repub- the Republicans just poll weirder, so it's harder to catch on to them. Um, so I, I'm gonna I, go you ahead also and say gotta... that. <laughs> You got to keep in mind that Biden had that uh, the people who were mailing in their ballots advantage because more people voted with that than ever. And they're all the people who believe the virus is real. So, I mean, yeah, I still I still can't believe Trump was like, how is he magically getting these mail in votes? Maybe because you told people not to fucking vote by mail for like (laughs) months. Yeah, he he really he really expected them to stop counting at like midnight and he was going to win. Like, what the fuck? Something that has definitely always been a thing in every election ever. They just stopped counting once the night was over. Yeah, like, uh, well, it's funny. While we were looking this up, they still haven't finished counting the 2016 primary. <laughs> That's right. Californ- we- California is like 70% in. <laughs> yeah, you and I were number crunching just to make to get our arguments in order. And we were like looking at California. I think it's like Colorado hasn't finished that either. Yeah, New <laughs> New Jersey's like 20 or 70 percent in like that's a huge populist state like why did they just stop though Maybe like Bernie I feel did like win. <laughs> steal the vote baby steal the vote stop they're the just steal we have to go they're back just, they're, they're just they're trying to find the numbers right now they just can't find <laughs> the boxes of votes this they're not gonna report those are all the votes for Biden they've been holding on to for four years they just shipped yeah, them they, off from yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, did we actually find out Martin O'Malley won the primary in 2016. Oh and every, every, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, my God, we got to have a whole ass do over now. So we, like, we got to start over. Guys. Yeah. I'm Can so we sorry undo about everything? this. Yeah. Trump, you're not president. It's we got to go all the way back. That said, if we don't have an auto save and we can't go back and Martin O'Malley didn't actually win it and we have Bush versus Clinton, I do think Jeb Bush becomes Right, that, that's where I'm leaning as well, as much as I, I don't like it, but I think that's what the, the math says. Um, so then, so Jeb's in office. Shit, I don't even know who Jeb's going to pick for vice president. I doubt it matters. It hasn't mattered since fucking 
John F. Kennedy. <laughs> or maybe since 2020. <laughs> yeah, no, it really doesn't. But um, for argument's sake, let's, you know, Pence was a good vice president candidate. Um, so let's just assume he still keeps yeah, Pence. Yeah, didn't they recruit Pence just to be like, look, Trump's not insane. <laughs> look at this normal human being he's with. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think Jeb Bush also needs a normal person to stand <laughs> next to. Weirdly enough, so they pick the guy who calls his wife mother. Does he actually do that, or is that like a? Oh, uh, absolutely. He's he's said it in interviews. That's so weird. Are you fucking? Fr- I thought this was like a meme. Like, I. That's I mean, the it is, but it's thing. also like. Oh yeah, here's the quote: "Mother, mother, who prepared our meal this evening?" And the legislators looked at one another, speaking with their eyes. He just called his wife "mother." What the fuck? <laughs> mother, mother, whose china are we eating on? Okay, so Mike Pence is possessed by a Victorian era child. Okay, yeah, so Mike <laughs> Pence is a fucking psycho and maybe a little too racist. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, f- maybe you know who would be good to follow up? Uh, who is the crazy chick from Alaska? Not that I wanted to meet Sarah it, Palin. Yeah. How about Carly Fiorina? You know who I'm I was going to say, because that, that's who Cruz picked for his VP. Yeah. For the and exact she's... reason to make himself look not sexist and even keeled. Yeah. Yeah. And plus she's white. So they love that shit. <laughs> hey, um, I think she's, I, I think she's Texas too, which I mean, they have Texas locked anyway. Like the Bushes would absolutely win it. But like she was like she's like a tech person and jeb bush is weirdly like i guess progressive and some of that stuff so i would say jeb bush takes carly fiorina fiorina i don't know how to say that fiorina whatever yeah, fiorina you're right yeah all right so car she i think he would take carly you know yeah i you know what i'm down with that 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 lines up yeah she was an advisor kind of to sense. mccain i know that much mm-hmm. so like it's not and like I, she wasn't nothing and I think she might give him that weird edge because everyone's going to be talking about, like, uh, political dynasty this, political dynasty that. He's like, well, I'll just pick a political outsider. She's a business lady. Yeah, she was. she's like a tech person, so whatever. But, okay, yeah. so let's assume that – so they just won presidency and vice president. See, congrats. Um, I guess Whoa. what was – what now? <laughs> what was Trump's, like, first big trial? His first executive order was to – repeal the affordable care act and then he uh put in the the travel bans between refugee states and muslim majority countries bush obviously doesn't put that in that for that was so insane (laughs) that was so insane to begin with but bush obviously is not that guy right no i don't think anyone's that guy i don't even know how that even (laughs) post literally his brother post 9-11 wasn't that guy so i'm not even sure how trump became that guy there's a lot of, like, weird shit he did. I mean, like, pretty much everything I'm reading that Trump did, I can't see Jeb, like, being gung-ho for. Like, yeah. uh, repealing the Affordable Care Act, I don't think he'd do an executive order for that. I think he would just, like, try to tell his Republican buddies to, like, fix it or something. He, he was against uh, the ACA, though. I do remember that. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, because he was – I don't think he would go through an executive order or anything like that because he's not a fucking dictator. But um, I know he wanted, like, he was market-oriented with that stuff. Like, he was basically, right. like, like you know, most of the Republicans are, and it's not right, but I understand the concept. As long as the market has a government-subsidized thing in it, it could work. Like, it, it, it could work. It not, it's not ideal. I'm never going to—obviously, 
the government should just stop buying, you know, cops, Teslas with fucking Phillips Hue lights all throughout <laughs> them and give us free health care. But if we're in a market situation, if you're telling me I can pay $10 a month towards subsidizing health care or whatever, I would do that as an alter and say it sucks, you know, say, hey, this actually right. only covers life threatening shit. This does not cover your headaches or your, you know what I mean? You can't go get yeah, yeah, yeah. this stuff. But if like you have cancer, that's covered. Like I'd, I'm not okay with that, but that's at least, I think Jeb Bush wanted that more based on what I know of Jeb Bush was he wanted, yeah. he wanted a, a, a very, very cheap, but shitty healthcare, which is fine, I guess. Cause it's better than no healthcare. And the Affordable Care Act, I'm I'm notoriously not an Obama guy, is kind of fucked up that there's a mandate. So if you're too poor to afford health care, you have to pay more on your taxes because you couldn't get health care. Yeah, it's it's built weird. Like it's like right idea, wrong execution. Yeah, and there's that one little that little, that mandate in it is like the one thing that sucks and Republicans are like, tear the whole fucking thing down. The whole thing right. is trash. And we're like, oh, my God, it's so obvious. You just hate that a black guy did this. Like, it's so <laughs> obvious to me. Oh, my God, for reals. But, uh, I think that's what spurred on Trump was all those anti-Obama sentiments. Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, but what was next after the, the Muslim ban? What did Trump do? What did what did Trump yeah, even get accomplished? The... <laughs> accomplished? Uh, not, not a lot of specific things. Uh, the, a few of the other things he he started doing, you know, those big ice raids in early 2017. Um, uh, Jeb obviously which doesn't were, do that. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. The, the U.S.-Mexico border wall proposal that never happens. Uh, next, Trump. Next, Trump wanted to um, limit the power of sanctuary cities. He was just really anti-immigration shit, which yeah, Bush was notorious not notoriously, but like famously yeah. pro a lot of that stuff yeah he's, i don't think he's in the reverse daca either <laughs> yeah no which is so weird okay yeah if i recall correctly and i might be wrong but he he was like hey signing those executive orders was the like a latin american dictator and he was like i'm fine with them happening but they have to go through legislation they can't be done by executive order and he was like, I will revoke those. Like, I will undo those executive orders. If I'm recalling correctly, <laughs> I could be wrong. Bush's whole thing, it's kind of like the traditional conservative stance. Like, he doesn't think executive orders should be done en masse the way Obama was starting to do with yeah. those things. Um, he was very much so like, let states figure it out for themselves. I will say, um, in the Republican primary debate, uh, Bush said that he opposed the mass deportation of those without documentation. He said there is no logistical way to do that, and it's not possible. Yeah, of course. Because you're talking about 12 million people, and you'd have to send back like 500,000 a month, and it doesn't embrace American values. Yeah. It tears communities apart. So, yeah, maybe he's opposed to DACA based on how Obama instituted it, but he's probably not going to be deporting people either. And I mean, if we if we dig further into that, if he tries to challenge that Obama didn't have the right to do that via executive order, it's the exact same argument Trump made and lost three times on. Yeah. So it probably doesn't go away. Yeah. No. Hundred. And it definitely isn't suspended. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a thousand percent. And like I remember Bush with sanctuary cities too. He was like, yeah. He was just upset that they weren't cooperating. 
Like he was like, I don't, we should, I don't like that the government is telling a city to do something and they're just straight up not doing it. I don't think it was yeah. so much he hated the concept of a sanctuary city. It'd be fucked up if the government banned all abortions at one city was like, we're just going to do abortions anyway. Like, there's right. so, you know what I mean? Like, oh, murder is just cool in this one city, like where we don't have to listen to the government. So like, I think that was part of his problem too. But what, what was next? Uh, high priority infrastructure. You want to debate that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Next. Um, yeah, now you have um, his defense bills, his trade policies, blah, 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 internal relationships with Canada and China. Oh, his his infamous visit to North Korea. Oh, God. Don't think I that don't, happens. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that one happens either. No. no oh, my God, I'm, I can't believe that there. happened. <laughs> you know, going through this, it's like any one of these things – would be like the thing you remember about any yeah, president. Yeah, literally if, if any someone single was like, one. <laughs> if someone was like, fucking Harry Truman went to North Korea, that'd be all you know about Harry Truman. <laughs> yeah, I'd be all oh, Harry Truman, the North Korea guy. Right, and then with Trump, it's like, fuck, that happened. <laughs> I forgot about that. I really honestly completely forgot that fucking happened. It's actually wild to me, the more we dig into this, that there's so many things Trump did that Jeb just wouldn't do or just wouldn't pursue the same way, you know, which which kind of I think a big thing that Martha Trump presidency and where all the shit starts to really hit the fan with him is after the 2018 midterms when the, the House goes back to blue and they start really roasting his ass because then you get the impeachment in 2019. You have them like <laughs> trying to bubble up things just to piss him off, basically. And, um, yeah. oh, shit, the Supreme Court justices he nominates. I don't think, shit, who was the one that retired that Trump basically forced into retirement so he could nominate Kavanaugh? Ant Anthony Kennedy. Anthony Kennedy. That's the one. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So he probably doesn't retire. Yeah, I'm no. Guessing. Yeah, 100%. But whatever. I, mean, I think it's safe to say Jeb is going to, like, ride the party line. He's going to find, you know, yeah, he's going to do boring. what every president fucking does, <laughs> you know? It'll be a judge you've never heard of, but it'll probably be a judge with actual experience, and they'll probably be right-leaning. Yeah, I agree. Because Jeb also hates abortions. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, so I don't um, know. So, so what was like this? Obviously, coronavirus was huge for Trump. Yeah, that that's his, his big sticking one. I think that's going to be one of his memorable things. If, if that's uh, where we – if that's the, the jump to basically – We've we've put George, Jeb Bush in it, president, and which yeah. is all, as weird as Jared Goff in Buffalo. But we put Jeb Bush in as president. How does he handle coronavirus versus Trump? Yeah, that's the big thing because I mean so we know how Trump handled it because we're recording this remotely. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. So. <laughs> ignore ignore the fact that you're on a different time zone than I am. The only reason why we couldn't do this in person is coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I I think first of all, if Jeb Bush is president right now, we should the Bushes should be barred from holding public office because it seems like every time they become president, something fucking catastrophic happens to America. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Has Jeb Bush spoken on 
coronavirus like at all? The only thing I remember is him being like, we have to open the schools again, which is like, I guess I get. But yeah, just... that's, that's the first thing that comes up. This is like, OK, so okay. this is an interview he did in like late June. So like, you know, peak spike era for coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and he was very adamant about the schools being re- reopened, um, urging governors to uh, use all available options to reopen schools. Pretty much all he wants to talk about is the schools in this particular interview. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I just want to know if he's like an anti-masker. That'll tell me everything I need to know about him. <laughs> Jeb Bush um, at one point, <laughs> At one point, Jeb Bush warned that coronavirus will threaten democracy. So take that for what it's worth. I'm going to look up the mask thing. You know, in July, Jeb Bush tweeted... Want to fight COVID, wash your hands, wear a mask, keep your distance, and give blood. So I'm going to go ahead and say that we're in a way better spot with Jeb Bush. (laughs) Yeah, if he's encouraging that in June, then we're probably in the right spot. It's probably not going to be a perfect response, you know, because he wants to have schools reopened. He's probably going to push for businesses to stay open, but with, like, clearer health practices. He's definitely not going to be calling it the China virus and saying it's fake, you know? Yeah. I, Jeb Bush, I'm going through his tweets now. He's like, he retweets some weirdo shit. Maybe we shouldn't have made this fucking guy president. He's like... You shouldn't have. Absolutely not. But we didn't do it. The math did. <laughs> so he tweeted, or he retweeted, bring the insurrectionists to justice. And then his next retweet is, the sitting president of the United States shouldn't be banned from social media. He's like all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's what we've been saying. He would be he's sometimes he's really progressive and on the ball and other times he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> he's like I don't think you should be able to do an abortion past 20 weeks, but also we should not be deporting anybody. <laughs> he didn't even post like, a pick a side, my dude. <laughs> he didn't even post about his fucking aunt dying. He retweeted he retweeted the, the, he retweeted the Barbara Bush Foundation, which was like, oh, we're sad, we're sad to share President Bush's beloved sister has passed away. He didn't even tweet like, I loved my aunt, not Nancy. <laughs> he, just, he just hit the fucking retweet and went on with it. Today in the news, they've already yeah. done my job for me. <laughs> aunt died, sick. He, he also tweeted, go ahead and laugh in Florida. But if we're such oh a choke God. state, why are all your neighbors moving here? What is with this guy? <laughs> He's had a lot of free time since 2016. He's just become a weird uncle. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta look up Jeb Bush if he ever tweeted the word Antifa. Oh my God! <laughs> I just need to know uh, why in the world? Really... <laughs> yeah, that's another thing Trump made popular. <laughs> Talking about Antifa. Yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah, Jeb Bush was pretty... He comes down hard on Trump and this stuff. He, and he's super anti-racist, which is, like, weird for a Republican. But he was like, the That's the president should... Yeah, he was like, the president should kick QAnon supporters' butts. They're nut jobs and racists. Haters ah. have no place in either party. Haters? <laughs> like, good, good for I Jeb. I like Jeb Bush. <laughs> Yeah, like, is Jed Bush fucking sick? Or like... <laughs> oh, my God. So that's actually really fascinating because then 
I mean, this might fuck my timeline up. If Jeb Bush is anti-racism, then is he down with Black Lives Matter? Yeah, like, is Jeb, would he be one of these people? I don't know. I'm going to see if I he's mean, ever, sir. You... I'll, I'll search his Twitter. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I'll search his tits. He's never tweeted the words Black Lives Matter, but I'm definitely going to search BLM, yeah. Has he even said the word? I'm going to see if he ever tweeted the word black, even. Ooh, (laughs) he does say say low-income black neighborhoods. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Jeb Bush, uh, at one point when he was running, said, um, saying all lives matter needs no apology. Well, that settles that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timeline secure. (laughs) Yeah, I I think maybe Jeb Bush. He's de- he's tweeted all lives matter, but he's never tweeted Black Lives Matter. If uh, anything, he probably just wouldn't touch it. Yeah, <laughs> he probably honestly. wouldn't. He probably wouldn't fan the flames of people against the movement. But he's also not gonna come out and support it. You know, he'll probably just like say, yeah, oh, you know, yeah, of course, all lives matter. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, all that stuff and you know the unity bye <laughs> yeah lots of unity but whatever um trump let's see what he's tweeting about trump trump is right uh <laughs> i i can't get a grip on you jeb bush i can't get a, just want to figure you out <laughs> we just have him in a dark room with a lamp hovering over him i'm sick and tired of trump attacking my family oh <laughs> uh, my guy. <laughs> what? How about Cruz? Have... Like, Trump called Cruz's wife like a pig, and Trump, Cruz still licks his boots. Trump accused Cruz's father. Yeah, of being the Zodiac day. Killer. <laughs> oh, my God. How like, does he get away with this? Fucking, I got me. I've been doing this shit for five years of this nonsense, and I just don't understand. <laughs> you think he's ever tweeted, like, Biden? Let's see what he thinks of Biden. Yeah, I mean, probably. Congratulations to President-elect Biden. On, on, okay, so on the day of the election, he tweeted it. So I'm going to go ahead and say on the, the day mid- of the election, before it was official. Yeah, huh? yeah. So Holy shit. He was, he's like out there. He's, I've prayed for our president most of my adult life. I will be praying for you and your success. Now is the time to heal deep wounds. So he didn't go into the steal the vote thing or whatever at all. I, yeah, that yeah, that lines up with what we would assume of him. He's 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 a moderate. He's exactly yeah. a, a lean to the right moderate. <laughs> yeah, he's which, he tweeted which, which, about Bo Biden's passing. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Let's see yeah, if Jeb Bush I, I mean, has ever. That... I'm gonna see if he's ever tweeted the word titties. Just just add it. No, <laughs> he has not. Just, just to verify it for everybody else. I'd be yeah. upset if he did. <laughs> He I don't want to hear not. that. He has not. Got to check with these Great. people. Who was it? Ted Cruz that liked incest porn on like Mother's yes. Day or some shit. Yes, on Mother's Day or was it Fourth of July? I don't 4th remember. Fourth of July, it was some 4th sacred of July. holiday. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing. Oh my god! Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish Ted Cruz would have won just for I all the stupid bullshit. But I'm Imagine. just certain he would be a worse Trump because he's actually been in the Senate. Yeah, the Trump's more Trump's less dangerous because he's not smart. If Ted Cruz was smart, we'd be in a fucking world of hurt. Right. Okay. So, okay. So yeah, that, that that's our big. So Jeb gets the corona. He gets the coronavirus. He inherits yeah. that problem. He doesn't catch it. I would assume. 
um, encourages people to wear a mask so they can still run the country like nothing's fucking happening, which is like, you know, better ish. I got to assume with a moderate in Mitch McConnell's not doing and he doesn't have the Supreme Court votes right now. I'm going to assume Mitch McConnell gives us more checks. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's not following, you know, Trump, he's probably just writing a lot of stuff that the president wants to do. He wants his party to succeed. Yeah. Mitch doesn't give a fuck about the public opinion. He's like, how do we keep the party in power? Whatever yeah, that's Jeff's all he doing is about. how we do that. Yep. Yeah, so exa- exactly. So I think, yeah, I think he would give out some checks. So is coronavirus a problem in the way it is now by the time football season starts in September. I think if Jeb Bush, who is very pro mask, wash your hands, social distance, all that is president. We have coronavirus much more under control. I don't know if any situation would have made it perfectly in control, but I think the president of the United States telling people don't wear a fucking, yeah. Do you watch Rick and Morty? By any chance? Yeah. So remember that episode where Morty has the kid and he tells him the air outside is poison? <laughs> Morty has like the yeah. child with the sex robot. I feel like Yep. I feel like we could have tricked the Republicans into that had we not had someone being like, you know, <laughs> the it's fucking fine. It's no big deal. I think we could have been like, everyone's breath will kill you. Like you have to wear a mask. But I think we're in or like you- a a way better situation. So I'm going to say football stadiums. You know can, what? Can now that you say that I have a, a memory has come back to my mind. Do you remember when everything first started and it was liberals who were downplaying it and conservatives yeah. who were freaked oh, yeah. out and buying everything from yep. the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. They just keep that energy. <laughs> oh yeah. Always. Cause cause Jeb's with them. <laughs> yeah. The Republicans are like they're price gouging plastic gloves and shit right now. Like if that's just yeah. happening, like that's definitely where they're at. They're like psychos at a local Wegmans or a food store or anything like that. I uh, yeah. If the people who were spreading it the worst just keep believing it's gonna be a problem and do the things the president says to do, and the Democrats aren't fucking stupid, they're gonna be like, yeah, the president followed yeah. the science, you know. <laughs> then you're probably right. By the time it hits, it might not be completely gone, but maybe we have it more controlled less people are dying maybe the vaccine comes sooner maybe the browns don't miss like 17 practices (laughs) yeah no 100 percent. i think i think it we definitely would have had i think we still would have had the nba bubble maybe just because Mm -hmm. of the timing of when it started and gobert got that was summer right yeah yeah that was summer but uh yeah i i would say that we probably have football stadiums open right now but I think there's probably still a mask mandate and not full capacity. But, I, you know, I'd say, like, yeah, we wouldn't be as worried because I think we'd already have a vaccine. Um, and because I think if it's taken more seriously, you know, we have more time to work on it. Hospitals aren't completely over fucking run by this. Uh, yeah, I would say that we have it a lot better under control. Man, this is... It kind of hurts my feelings because I hate that we just made Jeb Bush sound 
really cool. Yeah, we actually <laughs> probably just gave Jeb Bush eight years of presidency. I, like <laughs> that, I was just gonna say, because yeah. then you go into the re-election, and it's the, the the hot button issue is coronavirus, and Jeb fucking handled it. Yeah, Jeb swag, he knocked it out of the park. He's not even his mother's favorite child, but he still gets coronavirus. <laughs> fucking thing. maybe he is now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, his mom's it's, got it's the vaccine. Exactly she the... loves Jeb. Jeb would win re-election with the exact same strategy George did. I found the biggest hot button issue yeah. in George's case, fucking Saddam Hussein. I, I blew him up. Problem solved. As far as you all know, in this election, I did the thing. Yeah. Did he really? No. There's so much more thing to do. But what? he's like, mission accomplished. Job well done. Are you sick? Is your mom sick? No, that was me. All You're Jeff, fucking baby. welcome. <laughs> And I don't even know who the Democrats had put up against them because you have to fight off the person that people like because he did the thing that they wanted him to do. Even if he fucked up at any point during those first three years, he follows the George Bush formula perfectly by appearing to resolve the problem every American wanted resolved. Holy shit. I mean, this is great. This answered all the questions I've had. What we have done is we've given America eight more years of a Bush. Yeah. Um, Sorry, America. Our bad. (laughs) Apparently, it would have been better than the alternative. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are actually welcome. So you're you're very much welcome. It's hard to imagine, like, any other candidate outside of Ted Cruz doing a worse job. Yeah, I think Cruz would have done a way worse job, actually. I think we'd be in yeah. such a weird dystopia right now. All abortion would be illegal. Like Sundays, everyone would be closed. I don't know. It'd be wacky. He's a weird <laughs> fucking guy. Remember, he Ted was like, Cruz "Oh, my daughter." Right for you to watch his plays. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, my daughter's first word was butter. She loves butter." And I was just like, <laughs> "Remember that?" <laughs> I was like, "Why are these people so weird?" Like, why do they tell these stories? <laughs> I just want one guy who doesn't carry around turtles or talk about butter. Like, I feel like this is the, so easy. I just want a normal human being. Do you Where? remember when Hillary Clinton tried to look like young and relevant and she did that one random ass TikTok where they're holding a Hillary Clinton like beer koozie? Yeah. It's just, I'm just oh chilling in Cedar Rapids. It's like, oh my fucking God. I remember on, like, Sway in the Morning or one of those things, they're like, what do you always have in your bag? And she was like, hot sauce. And I'm like, first of all, bitch, that's racist. Second of all, like, (laughs) that's such pandering. So then they asked her, like, what kind of hot sauce you got? And she's like, oh, I don't have hot sauce in my bag right now. And it's like, bitch, the question was, what do you always have in your bag? And you answered hot sauce. Okay, is that what you want to (laughs) hear? I wanted to sound appealing to the black vote. Uh, Yeah, she's like, oh, I must have left it at KFC. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Vote for me. (laughs) KFC. I firmly believe Hillary Clinton has never set foot in a KFC. She has no idea what it even stands for. No clue. No. (laughs) She has no idea. No idea. You'd be shocked. Like, I have no idea. Like, there's some people that just don't know. Yeah. She has no clue. She has no clue. She's like... Uh, no Kennedy, way. Kennedy, fun Clintons. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> fun Clintons. Yeah. On the other hand, Bill has absolutely been in too many KFCs. Oh, yeah. Bill's like the coolest fucking guy on the planet. Absolutely. He was the coolest no president ever elected. Like, him and Obama are like, eh, yeah, as far as I'm, personalities go, not absolutely. like presidents, but like fucking. Absolutely. Obama was fucking <laughs> sick. Like, you could hang with Obama. I don't care what you anyone still says. still hang with him. I love that he should. I've he 
If he doesn't show up to Biden's inauguration in that tan suit, I will be upset. <laughs> I because he ten thousand percent should show up in a tan suit. I'm looking out for it. <laughs> I would love that so much. But all right, my my, my well, dude, this this has been perfect. This is exactly what we <laughs> wanted to cover today. That that's gonna lead really nicely into our our football timeline here. I would get you caught up, but I would need an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we just it's, used it's, an hour. It's we have. It's been a ride. Thank you so much for coming on. Always a joy to have you. You were one of my favorite parts of the last dance episode. So thanks for coming back, man. Always happy to be here. Thank you. Now, barreling into the 2020 season, we have a few loose ends to tie up. You may recall from our last episode that Joe Burrow is now a Jet, Tua is a Bengal, and Herbert is a Jaguar to light a fire under Derek Carr's ass, but there are some other QB situations we gotta figure out. For starters, the Chargers missed out on drafting Herbert and don't plan on re-signing Phillip Rivers, so they just roll with Tyrod Taylor as their tentative starter while drafting a different quarterback they met with, Jordan Love. And since the Packers, buried deep in the first round, won't get their shot at love, they instead decide to indulge their real QB1 by finally drafting a wide receiver in the first round. Don't get too excited, Packer backers. It's just Denzel Mims since he's the only wide receiver Green Bay met with in the offseason. As for Phillip Rivers, with no remaining teams really needing a veteran quarterback, either being fielded by a veteran they already have in-house or starting a rookie guy or have a rookie lying in wait, he just decides to retire since he doesn't plan on playing back up to anybody. Okay, so on to this season now that COVID-19 isn't that big of a deal. The Bills are way worse off with Goff at the helm than Allen. The would-be AFC Championship-appearing Bills open the year at 0-6 until they run into a better streak of luck, finishing the year 8-8, but missing the playoffs entirely, putting Goff, currently on a would-be contract year, in jeopardy heading into the offseason. But Goff's real team, the Rams, still have a top-two quarterback with Patrick Mahomes and a Michael Thomas, who, while he didn't see much action in a real world due to, uh, reasons, here, in this world, he doesn't play with the apparently most punchable player of the year, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, so he doesn't get suspended or miss any game time or cause drama. Mahomes closes out the close ones LA Blue, including not being upset by the fucking Jets. The Rams go 15-1, claiming the number one seed for the third year in a row. Watson finally has a very good year, and he's not trapped in the hell that is Houston, and while not as prolific as Mahomes throwing for five fewer touchdowns, the Chiefs aren't hindered by much especially with an absolutely monster year from Alvin Kamara. The Chiefs go 13-3. Baker and the Texans are in a pickle. We didn't rid ourselves of Bill O'Brien, so Nuke is still out, and Watson isn't there to scrape together the four measly wins they did get. With less touchdowns and more picks, Baker's boys go 2-14, putting Baker's job security in question in a year where the Texans still don't have their first overall pick. It belongs to Miami. And speaking of the Dolphins, 
Remember, Tua is a Bengal now, which means for the first time in quite some time, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't at the center of a quarterback controversy. He's a full-time starter, baby. Fitzmagic throws six more touchdowns on the year than the Dolphins would have had otherwise, which allows them to pick up two extra wins heading into a 12-4 record and the AFC East title, with Buffalo out of the picture entirely. Staying in the AFC East, Burrow is a tad better than Darnold for the Jets. Burrow, in the 10 games he was healthy, threw 13 touchdowns compared to the 9 that Darnold threw in the 12 games he was healthy. It's not going to mean playoffs or anything, but the Jets are definitely out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes and certainly aren't wondering what to do with the second overall pick. Jets go 5-11. Darnold's Giants, however, are a modern-day tragedy. His injuries and poor play plummet the G-Men to a 115 record, the number one pick, and getting routed by both the football team and the Cowboys. And speaking of the football team, yes, they are still called the football team because Jeb Bush being president does not unkill George Floyd. They're being headed by Daniel Jones, who starts all year so we never see modern miracle man Alex Smith. The Washington football team with their four-headed quarterback Hydra went 16 touchdowns, 16 picks, while Daniel Jones, adjusted for a full season, would go 12 touchdowns, 10 picks, so marginally better, but with the wins over Darnold's Giants, the team go 9-7 and seven and easily claim the NFC East. Alright, enough of those losers, let's get to some playoff teams. Brady's Saints aren't as Herbie fully loaded as our world saints, who seem to win in spite of Breeze. Still, Brady is ageless and has a Derrick Henry in-house. Yeah, remember that? From episode 2, he's back, baby! The Goat and the King go 14-2, but get no bye week since, you know, Mahomes is a thing. The Miracle Browns have to rely on Mitch Trubisky, which, uh, yeah... Okay, he does toss more touchdowns than Baker when we adjust for a full year, but he also throws way more picks. So some of Cleveland's close calls are going to get thwarted. The playoff-bound Browns go 6-10 when five more losses get added to their schedule. But for Mitch's real team, the Bears, an incredible Josh Allen year is lying in wait. Now, Josh Allen obviously doesn't have his Bills-supporting cast, most notably Stephon Diggs, so take that with a grain of salt. But Allen is still more dependable than Troobes. Chicago stays in the playoffs with a 10-6 record. Green Bay, the only team I feel like we haven't fucked with to this point, sticks with a 13-3 record. But instead of the number one seed, they wind up with the third seed. The Ravens are out, obviously, Haskins being a total disaster. It's a 2-14 season for Baltimore, John Harbaugh gets fired, and Haskins gets the boot. Lamar actually has a pretty comparable season passing-wise to Kyler in Arizona, but shockingly runs for fewer touchdowns than Kyler. Lamar's MVP season is followed up with a dud as Jackson actually costs the Cardinals a win and goes 7-9. The defending champion Colts have a Henryless Titans, a worse Texans team, and a Jags squad with one good player named Justin Herbert. Easy division win for Lux Gang, they go 4-2 and claim another number one seed. The Titans, 
lose three more games without their star running back, and go 8-8, eight and eight, missing the playoffs. Finally, Jameis Winston is still starting for the Buccaneers, but we don't have a ton of Winston stats for 2020 to pull from, so we'll just use his career averages. In an average Jameis year, including that weird outlier in 2019, he goes for 22 touchdowns and 18 interceptions, which is a pretty normal, respectable year by Buccaneers standards, but it's no Tom Brady. The Buccaneers go 9-7, which squeaks them in as the 7th seed. Two playoffs in a row for Winston. Maybe he'll win a contract. Okay, uh, let me uh, let me do some math. That was, that was three pages for one season. Like, holy shit, I need a vacation from this show again. Okay, I'm gonna just like plug this in here, put that there. Oh fuck, we got them. Okay, but I'm gonna do this and him for fucking Joe Burrow. Okay, I'm gonna do that and the Chargers. All right, okay. In the NFC, you have number one, the Los Angeles Rams. Number two, the New Orleans Saints. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. Number four, the Washington Football Team. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. Number six, the Chicago Bears. And number seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa goes to face Brady, ironically, but are conquered ultimately. The Packers handled their division rival Bears with no issues, while Seattle beats the football team. Brady and the Saints face the Packers, which, according to our simulations, Green Bay wins, just as they did in the regular season. While the Rams beat their rival Seahawks. So once again, it's a Rams-Packers matchup in the playoffs, but this time it's in LA, and this time it's for the title. We look at our simulations to determine the winner, and for the first time in three years, the Rams won't make the Super Bowl. Rodgers makes it back. In the AFC, we have number one, the Indianapolis Colts. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers by virtue of the Ravens and Browns sucking now. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the Miami Dolphins. And then three shitty wildcard teams. Listen, the top four of the AFC are simple, but to round out the rest of the wild cards, you gotta pick some real stinkers. Courtesy of the other teams in our timeline, like Baltimore, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Houston stinking up the joint, it paves the way for the Cam Newton Patriots, the Tarod Taylor Chargers, and the Kyler Murray Raiders to all make the playoffs with 9-7 records. They all lose, so I'll take it from here. Fitzpatrick's Finns, fresh off of Ryan's first ever playoff win, get blasted by the defending champion Colts, while Watson and the Chiefs kill off a dying Big Ben. The Chiefs visit Indy for a shot at glory, and once again with our simulations, the third seed prevails over a defending champion. Deshaun Watson is in the Super Bowl. Chiefs versus Packers. Just as the first, so shall be the 55th. And when we simulate this matchup with all our adjustments, Rodgers finally wins his second ring. Suffice it to say, if Donald Trump had exited the world of politics, not only is the world stage different, maybe the country a little bit better off, but the entire face of the NFL is nothing like we understand it today. With over half the league changing, basically any team who didn't lock down a franchise quarterback before 2015 is completely new and different. Our Super Bowls are new and different. Our heroes are new and different. It's an entirely bonkers universe. 
And hopefully, now that Donald Trump is finally out of office, we can sit back, relax, enjoy our new country, and revel in what could have been. My name is Grant Evan. That is what could have been if Donald Trump had bought the Buffalo Bills. Thank you for listening to Alternate Jersey. Thanks for sticking around past the outro music. It doesn't really happen too terribly often. Hey, if you liked this episode of my conversation with Thomas W. Lewis earlier, I wanted to let you know there's a lot of stuff that we talked about that didn't make the episode. Some tangents here and there, some jokes we couldn't fit in, things that didn't quite pertain to the universe we were discussing, but it'd be an absolute shame if they didn't hit your ears. So go ahead and check out my sister podcast, Grant Rants. I've uploaded the deleted scenes from this episode onto that show for your listening enjoyment.